the kid doesn't understand in a lot of cases the difference between whether their dad or mom or their guardian is in harm's way or whether they're on a training exercise. The fact of the matter is, is they're separated. They're dealing with some unique challenges that uh, the traditional student doesn't deal with. And we need to help mitigate those. Welcome to Ready for Reading, a United Through Reading podcast dedicated to helping military families grow stronger together through the magic of reading. I'm Josie Beats. In season one of Ready for Reading, we introduced you to three different military families and three different experts in the world of children's literacy. We discussed why routines are so important for kids and how and why to establish a reading routine with your military children. This season, we're back with eight new interviews packed with information about making your reading routine stronger, including conversations with authors and experts on best children's books by ages. For this first episode, we have some big news here at United Through Reading, and it's that we've got a new CEO. Tim Farrell has joined the UTR fam, and I am excited today to begin season two with Tim as our first guest. Tim and I talk about his experience using United Through Reading while he was an active duty airman, what he's learned in his post-active duty career working with military nonprofits, and how he sees United Through Reading offering more opportunities to help families bond through reading. And we also learn about Tim's dogs, who you will also be hearing from in this episode, though maybe not the way we intended. Tim has done a lot of work supporting military and veteran families, and he's hitting the ground running at UTR to guide our mission. Everyone at UTR is excited to have him on board, and I can't wait for you to meet him in this episode of Ready for Reading. Let's dive in. I am more excited than normal today to introduce our next guest to our podcast audience, Tim Farrell. Tim, I am so excited that you're part of the United Through Reading team now. It's an absolute privilege to be part of the United Through Reading team and an absolute privilege to be speaking to the United Through Reading audience today. Well, we've got a great set of questions involved. No zingers, no surprises. We just want to learn more about you. And we'll, of course, have you on more and more times to talk about the future of United Through Reading as well. So, Tim, first, before we get into it, I can hear your dogs in the background. Tell me about them. You know, we've been fortunate to be serial rescuers. And uh, every one of our dogs, uh, be it fosters or dogs that we've adopted, has been a rescue. And uh, living in San Antonio, Texas, it's largely either uh, some sort of pit bull mix or some sort of chihuahua mix. We've got both in the house right now. And uh, the lovely dog you're hearing right now is Dottie. Dottie came to us with the battle with skin cancer, and uh, she's winning it, but she needed a good home in from the heat. And uh, We brought her in as a foster, and uh, like we've done multiple times, we are failing miserably at being a foster family. So uh, she's our dog. Uh, She's our dog for good. And uh, she's needing a little training on uh, when to uh, give dad and mom a little bit of time with some peace and quiet. But I've got multiple doors that I'm fortunate in our home to be able to get behind. Those doors are not soundproof. Those walls are not soundproof. We do our best with that. But uh, 
One of the things it does portray is United Through Reading is now a completely virtual nation and worldwide organization. And uh, we're fortunate in that regard, like a lot of nonprofits in the military and veterans serving space, that uh, we've been able to maximize the talent pool by virtue of a lot of our staff is wonderful military spouses whose spouses are often still serving on active duty. And if a particular role is not geographic specific, we've been able to not only move with, but move up those military spouses within the organization, Josie being one of them. And uh, we've been able to take advantage of a nation and worldwide talent pool by virtue of that. And we've also been able to keep the costs down for those generous investors into United Through Reading. So what we don't put into brick and mortar, what we don't put into mileage, what we don't put into utilities and everything else associated with that, we may deal with a little bit of dog barking, but we maximize that investment of our donor. And we're very grateful for that. And I'm grateful for my little dogs, too. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. It just shows us your heart and your family's heart that you are a foster fail. Multiple times. (laughs) Multiple times. But I want to start looking a little bit backward. You know, you spent 23 years in the United States Air Force before you started another career focused on nonprofits that really focus on military and veterans. Tell me about how that military career and then career within the military community shaped your views on life as a military family. It really reinforced my appreciation for what the military family goes through. The 10 years plus that I've spent in the service sector has really made me reflect on whether I truly appreciated it enough as a military officer. Because one of the things that I believe probably a lot of active duty military members do is even though we don't think we take it for granted what the family contributes to our service and what the family contributes to education, to taking care of the home front, and all of those sacrifices that we rely on with our military spouses, that we we pay attention to with our children, but I wonder whether we pay attention to them enough. And that's what uh, really drives me in my service, in my second act as a professional, serving as an executive and as a board member for multiple military family supporting and veteran supporting nonprofits, that I make sure that I am leading with gratitude, that I am leading with an understanding that service and sacrifice Um, transit the military member into the military family. And when you get right down to it, it's probably an even greater level of service and sacrifice in a lot of ways on that military family. Because when I deployed in multiple fora or even on a day-to-day basis, I'm taking care of a mission and I'm uh, very engaged in that mission. But we want to make sure as military members and in particular as now stewards of military supporting nonprofits and military family supporting nonprofits in particular, that we're understanding that it lives and breathes through that military family member, through that spouse, through that partner, through that guardian, through those grandparents, whatever the case may be, through those caregivers. And what we do, and in particular, what we're going to do going forward and what we've got a 33-year record of excellence and impact with at United Through Reading is focused on the benefit we provide to that military family member, in particular, that child that we're creating that bond with no matter the distance. You know, I during my career working with military family nonprofits was presented with this phrase that I've heard our folks say in one kind or another, but 
that, you know, we have an all-volunteer force and we're proud of the professionalism of the force, but that families get drafted. And that is a, you know, a little bit of a curt way of addressing it, but it really brought home to me the idea that, you know, our kids in particular didn't necessarily sign up for this gig. And so it's so important that we as a military support organization community continue to focus on them. And I, I love that you're focused on that in this fabulous second act as well. I really appreciate that, Josie, because I love the metaphor you use there in terms of the fact that the military member signed up for it. The military spouse sort of signed up for it, but that military-connected child had no vote and deals with all kinds of transitions, whether it's training, whether it's deployment, whether it's a ship, whatever the case may be, gone is gone. And we at United Through Reading need to keep those military family bonds together and doing it through a love of shared reading, doing it through a process that we help facilitate through our recording stations, through our mobile app, through our ability to be in so many places, being able to share stories, being able to share books, being able to share that love of reading and then have a system in place supported by so many wonderful investors, whether they be corporations, individuals, foundations, some level of government agencies. We couldn't do it without those partners involved. One of the things that uh, is really particular to me is those separations that our military-connected children who didn't get a vote in this process that uh, they face. Sharing reading aloud strengthens that bond. We're going to continue to deliver on that mission. We're going to continue to connect more military families with their children through a love of shared reading and reading aloud and do it in the most efficient and effective and impactful manner that we can. Tim, you just came to us from the Military Child Education Coalition. And to be honest, you have a fabulous resume of past work with military support organizations. But MSEC in particular, you know, is a close ally of United Through Readings with the work that they do to resolve education challenges as a result of that military lifestyle. I'd love to hear how your experience there influenced how you want to lead United Through Reading into the future. I appreciate that. And I appreciate the team at M6 so much. It was really bittersweet to leave a mission that I loved, people that I loved, a population that I loved, and the impact that we made. One of the things that we talk about very much at MSEC is that if a family is on active duty through that child's K-12 through journey, that's a school transition of anywhere from six to nine different school transitions. And that's not what the traditional student faces. Now, take that to what we do at United Through Reading in a different kind of niche mission. But those kids are dealing with separations, dealing with transitions, dealing with those kind of unique challenges, similar to what we dealt with at MSEC, that are not typical with the typical American population that are not typical with those traditional students. Um, you know, I went through one school system growing up. Um, I didn't come from a veteran family, but I had one elementary school, one middle school, and one high school, all in the same district. We all knew each other. Though my children are military-connected children, by the virtue of the fact that when I retired from the Air Force, I had a second grader and a kindergartner, they understand this lifestyle. They understand what my first professional act was and now what my second professional act is, but they didn't necessarily have to live that. And that's not what our day-to-day military-connected children are dealing with. So 
anything we can do to strengthen that bond while they're transitioning. Because when you talk about those six to nine school transitions, that doesn't take into account deployments. That doesn't take into account training exercises or ships moving out. Anything that our military-connected children are dealing with that the typical traditional student is not dealing with, that's what we have to solve as an organization. And we do it through strengthening those bonds through shared reading aloud. We do that through paying attention to what impacts on literacy that our services can make on those military-connected children. And of course, the ultimate impact on if we're taking care of the home front, we're taking care of military readiness. So that's the kind of things that I wanna really explore in my early tenure with United Through Reading that I was fortunate to be able to uh, learn through my service with MSEC and now really implement that kind of focus in terms of gone being gone, regardless of the circumstances. That kid doesn't understand in a lot of cases the difference between whether their dad or mom or their guardian is in harm's way or whether they're on a training exercise. The fact of the matter is, is they're separated. They're dealing with some unique challenges that uh, the traditional student doesn't deal with. And we need to help mitigate those. And we're fortunate that we've got a brilliant staff that creates programs and creates initiatives that uh, strengthen that bond, that close that gap no matter the distance, and that we've got incredibly generous supporters at the corporate, individual, and foundational level that have invested in United Through Reading's mission and continue to invest in that mission. And I'm just fortunate to be the steward and the guardian of that. You know, Tim, that's a great point. One of the hardest deployments I ever had was when my husband was in Charlottesville, Virginia, and we were in Northern Virginia. It was not a combat deployment, obviously. (laughs) He was at a school, but, you know, losing him every Sunday night and getting him back every Friday evening was almost more difficult for our family than him being gone. And you know, it's so important that we understand that it's not just a deployment or not just going out on the ship, but there's the trainings, the workups and the schools that impact our families as well. Tell us how reading has played a role in your family with your two kids. You know, um, the tail end of my military career is when I had little ones. And that was also a time where I had multiple deployments to Iraq. We've had the recording studio for United Through Reading. And though I can't produce them now because they've uh, fallen prey to the boxes and they've fallen prey to uh, where things might have been misplaced. I've used uh, United Through Reading's resources while deployed to read some of my favorite children's books to my kids. And um, it was very gratifying to me when we did our first staff meeting during my first week here with uh, United Through Reading. One of the introductions of everybody to the team was, what is your favorite children's book? And a number of folks put out some uh, great children's books. And what really surprised me was that we went through our entire staff and none of them had the same favorite children's book that I did. So we talked about some things that were really important to me and my kids for those story time experiences, whether every night at while at home or while deployed. And of course, after I retired, you know, still had a kindergartner, you know, so we did read together, you know, aloud still. But, you know, some of my favorite children's books, um, Goodnight Moon, The Very Hungry Caterpillar, The Giving Tree, and uh, then a much more niche and localized one from my alma mater is uh, Goodnight Scarlet Night that came out of the Rutgers University bookstore. And 
was a bit of a love letter to my background as a football player at Rutgers. And some of the uh, reading that my kids went through with that book was some of my old haunts where I ate a lot, where I um, did things that often accompany food um, that, uh, you know, might have had a certain alcohol content to them. But, uh, you know, traverse the stadiums, traverse the practice fields. That children's book in particular is important to me and my family. And my kids still talk about when I read to them at night, almost invariably that no matter how many stories I read, I had to make sure that I stuck Goodnight Scarlet Night in there as well. <laughs> you know, just indoctrinating them early, I understand. And, I, I understand. Um, orienting them was, uh, you know, the word the word orienting. I wanted to use. Um, you know, going uh, from indoctrinating <laughs> into brainwashing, you know, I mean, it might have had a little element of that, but <laughs> you know? for all the for all the well-intended reasons. No, look, we as a staff at United Through Reading understand that we all need to set Google alerts for uh, Rutgers football scores in the coming season. So, so you can, can... Uh, lay into me when we um, let a win slip through. <laughs> Never. Yo, I've got a thick skin and I've got a good heart on that one. Uh, if there's going to be laughs on the team, uh, they probably need to be generous ones at my expense. <laughs> we appreciate that. What are you excited about when it comes to what United Through Reading can do to support military families in the future? What I'm excited about is strengthening those bonds. And what I'm excited about is the research that we're able to put into practice that though uh, our impact on readiness is critical and our impact on literacy is critical, we've been able to glean through our most recent research that the emotional well-being aspect of it is so critical. That bond between each of our uh, children's parents, whether it's the active duty member, whether it's the spouse, whether it's guardians, um, however that dynamic is in a particular household, and all families are different, most importantly is strengthening that bond between that child and that child's parents. And doing it through a love of shared reading aloud is what we're about and being able to expand that to more locations, nation and worldwide, being able to expand the services we provide through the United Through Reading app, through our mobile story stations, through the activities that we have on so many ships, through the activities we have at so many military bases around the nation and around the world, based on our team, based on an extraordinary volunteer population that I wanna to continue to grow month in and month out and year in and year out, to be able to uh, maximize our impact at the best value for our investors, to get those shared stories recorded, to get those shared stories shared among those families. And while those families are home, while those military members are home, to be able to facilitate a continued love of shared reading that is done when the distance is this close, and then to be able to share those uh, stories no matter the distance. Finally, as you start this new role, Tim, what is it that you want families, military families, to know about military life, how we can support them, the whole gamut? If we're talking about fellow military families, just that we understand that even though every situation is different, every military family dynamic is different, every deployment schedule is different, every duty schedule is different, Though we don't know exactly what you're going through, so many of us on the team have walked in those shoes or are currently walking in those shoes. And we understand and we're creating programs and services to be able to strengthen that bond on a daily basis for you, no matter the distance. And we just appreciate the fact that the um, American populace 
understands the unique challenges that military connected families face through moves, through separations, through distance, and that a love of shared reading and shared reading aloud in particular, whether live or whether recorded, is something that strengthens those family bonds, closes those gaps, increases literacy, increases military family readiness, which ultimately increases national security readiness. That's what we're about, and we're just grateful for the understanding, we're grateful for the volunteerism, and we're grateful for the investment that the American people put in our mission at United Through Reading. Well, Tim, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for joining us at United Through Reading, and we'll be looking forward to hearing more from you in the future. I can't wait to get started in earnest, and I can't wait to continue to share with United Through Reading's audience, whether through my own voice, through multiple voices on our team, our board, our wider population, our stakeholders, and our investors. I hope you enjoyed meeting our new CEO, Tim Farrell. I'm so glad he could join us to help kick off season two of Ready for Reading. And I know the team at UTR is ready to get to work with him to help bring you even more resources for reading. As you heard in the show, he shared his favorite books with the UTR team. You can find that list of Tim's favorite books in the show notes. On behalf of United Through Reading, thank you to our military families. For more information on how you can start your reading routine with your family, go to utr.org podcast. Be sure to join us again for episode two, because we are talking to Patty Barron, an incredible advocate for military families, who also happens to be the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Military Community and Family Policy. She's talking to us about the programs and resources her office provides to help strengthen our military families and as her experience as a military spouse. Ready for Reading is a podcast by United Through Reading, a nonprofit organization that's been connecting military families through the power of shared story time since 1989. This show was produced by Stacey Rain at Rain Communication with editing by Sandra Levy-Smith. Thanks for listening.